This week on the Gaming Trend Podcast, football season is near, and that means a new Madden. So we're going to discuss Madden 23. Also, the Saints came marching in with the Saints for a reboot, and we talk about the game that rocked our world with Rumbleverse. This is the Gaming Trend Podcast. Welcome to the Gaming Trend Podcast, the official podcast of GamingTrend.com. My name is Anthony Shelton, and I am joined by David Burdett. Hello there. And Adam Moreno of our Twitch channel, actually. Oh, yeah. I like that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We talk to you about the biggest games that came out this week, or at least the ones we got our hands on. We also talk about the games in our backlog that we should have played a long time ago and what you should also play this week obviously we got adam moreno and every game is time stamped <laughs> so you can jump in on whatever game you are interested in whatever uh podcast app you use hopefully they have timestamps available you can click on that and of course in the youtube description you'll be able to jump to the game you are in so let's talk football shall we adam you've been playing Madden 23 have i guess the simple question is uh how does it compare to last year i suppose uh compared to last year it's it's an upgrade oh okay (laughs) Um, you can't say that about all of them so i I can't i can't i can't um i i let's 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 be completely transparent i have played every madden game he has since i can remember playing video games okay i had one on the n64 i don't think it was technically called madden uh, but it was NFL Club 1996. Um, but then I remember playing Madden 2002 all the way until today. So okay. I played it on PS2. I played it on GameCube. I played it on an Xbox 360. I played it on PS4. I played it on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS5. Okay. I played a lot of Madden. You've, yes. <laughs> all right. We've established. This is the closest that we have gotten to being a good madden in a while okay um and a lot of that for me personally has to do with franchise mode uh franchise mode i don't like playing with other people i've never been a fan of playing madden with other people um i've always been a very like make me a gm i want to create the best team possible i want to see if i can you know beat my goal when i was younger was to beat the peyton manning ai because it was the hardest thing to beat with all the audibles oh my um, exactly so Um, when you say you don't like playing with other people are you talking about you don't like playing online or you don't like playing with people in real life or both (laughs) both um uh for madden specifically i don't like playing online okay um i it's just it's way too sweaty way too competitive i'm somebody that (laughs) i like to kick back generally when i'm playing madden i've got either music or a podcast blasting in my ears and i'm just you know playing it i'm trying i'm trying to you know make myself the best team i can possibly be usually the miami dolphins um but franchise mode they have 100 percent taken time compared to last year um to actually make some changes um one of the biggest ones that i've enjoyed the most is the um player tags and i know it sounds like a small thing but having the ability to see you know qb of the future mentor bridge player trade candidate um all these things really add to the nuance the add nuance to the whole 
vibe of the game. It adds realism to it of like, well, you know, this player isn't just a normal player. You know, they are better than other players. We're going to give them a superstar tag. Um, another thing they added was motivations. And okay. for motivations, um, one of them for Miami specifically was the fact that there there's no there's no state tax. Okay, so that that sort of stuff. It's a motivation for the players to come to my team because they're not paying taxes on the on the money that I give them. So my one of the first things that I did when I got when I got Madden 23 was I started a franchise. I started as an owner and I tried to get Odell Beckham. And one of the big things that he wanted was he wanted a big market, which Miami is a big market. And he he liked that there was no taxes. (laughs) And those were things that added while things that detracted were lack of championships in the last 10 years. Um, He was going to be third in the depth chart behind Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Those things matter now. And it adds to that, like, can you as a GM create a team where if you have too many mentors, you're not learn you're not teaching the young kids and if you have too many young players you're not you know they're not learning as fast so you have to balance your team and sometimes when you make those cuts at the at the deadline you have to figure out okay well do i keep more mentors or more bridge players or more you know young talent how are we going to do this it adds up to you know a, a very fun franchise mode and then uh, face of the franchise they did something different it's not just I went to high school. I was a good high school player. I went to college. I was a good college player. And now I'm going to get in the NFL. Um, this is you're five years into your career and your career has not gone well. Oh, wow. Cool. You are you are cut or homeless. You are cut <laughs> and your agent is going. You can pick anywhere if you go for the minimum. <laughs> so you you literally get to choose. Do I go and play for a team where I'm behind three people on the depth chart, but I'm you learning. Mean, not do you go and play for a team. Do you go and sit on the bench for, you know, two uh, yeah. years? <laughs> and do you, so, so my, I picked quarterback cause I like being in charge. Um, and my choices were basically, do I go and play behind Tom Brady for a year, learn from Tom Brady and be, you know, have a chance at the Super Bowl, but I'm going to sit on the bench the whole time. Or do I go right. to Seattle and you're running for your life the entire time, but you're a starter because <laughs> you can beat Geno Smith. Yeah. <laughs> um, and That's I thought cool. that was such a cool concept. It was it was something different. It wasn't the same old, same old that we've had for the past, I think, four Maddens now. We've had a trek from high school to the pros. And last year it was stale. Last year, everything just felt stale. Um and you know it, re- you know it, it resulted in the score that I gave it last year, um, and now which you get was? the score that I, I I gave it a sixty last year. Okay. Um, which it it was the base level of the game had gotten better from the year before, but it still just wasn't where we wanted it. This time we still have those Madden glitches. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. There's a reason it's an eighty, and not more is because we still have all of those Madden glitches. <laughs> Every single one of them is still there. Um, but but everything from precision, precision passing to the new franchise modes to the new face of the franchise and then them keeping up with, with Mutt and, uh, and the Yard have, have led to a decent 
uh, installment of the franchise and something that I tell people that haven't played in a long time, this is probably the one you want to get. I told people last year, if you've not played in a while, just hang on. They're they're gonna get it soon. I I feel it. Um, and you can tell that you can tell that they've been listening. Um, the the specific stuff that they added was very very specific to what franchise players were asking for. So, either they were lucky in picking the things that they wanted to do, or they were they were actively listening. And I no. I'd like to imagine they were actively listening. I just want the vision cone back. Oh no! Oh, oh you, are you not a vision cone person? That, boy. I was I good was with that. Not good. The precision passing is very right. good. It, oh yeah, uh, two thousand. It was the one with Brett Favre. Was it Favre or was it with? No, that was McNabb. Sorry, I'm. I must be wrong then. I thought it was McNabb. It's been a while. It's been a while since <laughs> I played that. The vision cone was great for people like me who suck at Madden. Precision <laughs> passing is is ve- it's not the cone, but it's it's what the cone should have been. Oh, okay. It's, it's, okay. You are ma- you are actively choosing where that ball is going. Oh, okay. So like, if you are not like if you idea. are not precise with it, it's gonna go the wrong way. Interesting. One thing that I I'll I'll say this and then I'll I'll stop. Um, one thing that I really loved is that last year we were having you know players like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen running around behind the line and then off their back foot throwing seventy yards for a touchdown and it was just that was unrealistic i mean didn't patrick mahomes almost do that in the super bowl it just bounced off the dude's helmet you're right he's the closest i don't think it was 70 yards i think it was 50 but still but josh allen please please yeah i don't know yeah Yeah. um but this year uh goodness you throw across your body and you're gonna get that brett Favre with the vikings interception Okay. Like that, you throw across your body, you throw off your back foot. It's not going to be accurate, even That's... if you're one of the best quarterbacks. And I, I, it adds again. I wanted to add to that realism just a, just a little bit. I don't need it to be realistic. I want it to be more realistic. <laughs> just not a hundred percent realistic. I don't want it to be me watching football. I'm just going to be irritated that the Dolphins suck. <laughs> Fair. So speaking of Dolphins sucking, because they do. What when you are not the GM in franchise mode and all that, like, are mm-hmm. you, you you talk about you have to balance the team, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you have different things you have to balance in order to make a balanced team, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you can create a. I don't want to say a godlike team, but can you create a team like the Dolphins that could actually win a championship or because you are balancing everything and everything has to be even? I mean, how does how does how does that actually so turn last out? Last year, last year, I can say yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Last year, you could make a god squad, no problem. Um, this year, it has become a little bit more difficult. The uh, new AI that they've added on for trades and free agency has made that a little bit more difficult. Um, with the motivations, with the people can deny being traded. Um, I had a player that just said they didn't want to come to Miami. Um, and uh, they went on the they, Giants. They, 
um, there there were quite a few times where I would want something and the team would just be like, no, we're not giving you that. Because last year, the oh. first thing I did was I, I I went to the Colts and I said, give me Quentin Nelson. He's in a, a, a contract year. You are not going to re-sign your best left to guard. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> so I traded them. I, I, I think it was a, a third string cornerback and then a second round pick. And they just okay. gave me Quentin Nelson. And that's just not realistic. Yeah. This year I tried the same thing and it was <laughs> that much out of that much interest. Oh yeah. Um, so nothing. Uh, the only thing that I've gotten, um, uh, first of all, the dolphins are playable this year because of Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. Um, I'll say that the dolphins <laughs> Fine, are actually yeah. playable for the past 12 years, 13 years, the dolphins have been unplayable, especially yeah. online. Um, but Tyree kill is a glitch. Um, but I did in, I, I just finished my full franchise, um, first year, uh, okay. these seasons are long now. And, uh, in the off season, I did get Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Um, I, I did get him and I traded them a, a second round pick and a fourth round pick. Okay. Um, but that was also because he's now current. I think he's like 29 years old and in yeah. a contract year. So like it kind of makes sense at that point. And so yeah. I was like, OK, the trade logic is a lot better. Um, you're not making God squads as easily. Free agency is a little weird um, because uh, there's a lot of older stars. So if you look at my roster, you'll be like, oh, you know, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Julio Jones, you know, T.Y. Hilton. How did what? How did you get all these good players? And I'm like, OK, but look at Julio's stats. Yeah, the dude's 34 years old and runs in, at an 86 speed. He's not the same Julio that you have from no. from the Falcons. No, no. Um, so that I, it, it is harder to make a God squad. You can. I'm sure that there will be plenty of people that do. Um, but I'm sure that uh, the people that do the online franchise mode. Um, which I was a part of a couple of those last year, um, that it's going to be impossible this year to do that. I always, I always find it fascinating because you know the people who are playing this, especially the the GM folk, are they're just trying to figure out a way to break the AI so they yeah. can you know get what they want basically. Mm -hmm. And it's it's going to be mm -hmm. so fascinating when they finally do. And it would be really interesting if EA finally figured out a like almost near foolproof way of like breaking that ability and people actually have to work to <laughs> make those god squads like real mm -hmm. hard mm -hmm. yeah i can't wait for that day it'd be harder but it's it's still it's still doable yeah still doable. i told adam adam back in the day i used to go into free agency and i would sign outside linebackers that were like 60s and i figured out as a kid that you could edit them and change them to defensive ends. And because of the way this, the stats, their uh, score was brought up, they would immediately become like 88, 90 players <laughs> because the outside <laughs> linebackers skill set would convert to defensive end so perfectly oh that <laughs> it would just raise them like 30 points. And then I would trade them to get what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just signing a bunch of outside linebackers and giving them huge contracts on other teams. Doesn't work anymore. I tried it. Today. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guarantee you that doesn't work anymore. That I'm was sure it hasn't worked for a while. That was an old exploit. Well, that's not as like as far back as like back in the day. Like way back, you could actually go to the computer teams and edit players. Mm -hmm. 
draft, you could change oh, their positions. Yeah. So you could. I made Tom Brady in like twelve good in so many years. Oh yeah, Tom well, Brady was go... the worst quarterback for years on my Madden. <laughs> well, I would go and I would change like if I wanted like say Larry Fitzgerald, I would just make him a kicker, and he's a terrible kicker. So then I'd trade for him, <laughs> and then I would put him back to wide receiver on my team. Once again, you learn the exploits. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's Obviously, awful. they patch that. They fix that in later Maddens. <laughs> All right. Well, I imagine you can play Madden uh, 23 on every recent console and platform Everything. imaginable. Probably. Even PC now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe except Stadia. So there's that. <laughs> so that is uh, Madden NFL 23. Let's you can talk. check it out on our website. It's... Adam wrote a great review for it, and they gave it an 80 out of 100. Yeah. Which, you called it decent, and you gave it an 80. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely more than decent. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it can be better. Always. Stop making it so that my cornerbacks just stop running the route with the wide receiver. To I celebrate. hate that. Oh, that is the worst. I don't stop even making it play so that Madden. my quarterback does the animation where he's throwing right-handed when he's a left-handed quarterback. Yeah. Little things, little things, but it is. those little things just pile up. And I watch you know. people play, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what did that cornerback just do?" Stuff like that. I'll send you it's a video. Like, oh I've goodness. got, I've got a video. I have a specific one. I'll send it to you later. Yeah, I yes. All right. So now, uh, David, you have been playing Saints Row. Talk to us about that. Speaking of things that are glitchy, <laughs> if you've been on Twitter, you know. Saints Row is glitchy. So let's. I don't want to bag on the game. Bag on the game. I do have. It's your I feelings. do have things to say. We did a. We have done a review in progress. You can check it on Gaming Trend. We have not assigned a score yet because we are wanting to see if something is going to be fixed beforehand. Uh, but what I will say is that even with all these bugs, all these problems we've had, broken co-op that we haven't been able to get to work, at least between myself and Ron, who've been working together on it. Saints Row is still a lot of fun to play. It just isn't. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. <laughs> uh, so and if it, go ahead, if you had to score it right now, <clears throat> it's already out, so. If, I, right if I had to, the the old, if I had to score it right now, it's probably 65 to 70. And that's okay. just because of the fact that, like, it's still good. I So I really enjoy just the gameplay in general. They've gone back to kind of that old Saints Row style. Uh, I, Saints Row 2 is one of my favorite open world action games because it was just... I remember playing the first one. It it was funny, but it still was more that Grand Theft Auto like seriousness. And then yeah. I played Saints Row 2 and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like just making fun of everything Grand Theft Auto is. But it's bombastically hilarious. <laughs> so everything kind of ends up in that. It's kind of like Spider-Man too. It's like, is it as good? So this one, at least in terms of how the game plays, it it reminds me a lot of Saints Row 2. I get a lot of those feelings when I'm running around the city, where I'm jumping in cars, when I'm doing all this crazy stuff. I'm having fun with it. And as I mentioned in our review, it's one of the few times as of recent that I've become not aware of the time playing the game. 
you know, I, I sat it. down at two o'clock. I played for 10 minutes. Suddenly it was five o'clock. <laughs> so it, it's a lot of fun to run around with and play the, at least in my opinion, I feel like the shooting and the driving is the best that the Saints Row series has been ever. Um, Cause they were never high points. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's like the best shooter or the best driving or anything the game out there. No, but yeah. it's the best for a Saint. It's the best for a Saints Row game I've really? ever had. Yeah, because they've never been, they've never been games that you look at as, at least in my opinion, they've never been games I've looked at and been like, oh man, the mechanics are just incredible. It, they've just been good. Huh. So like the aim assist is actually really nice and and, and crisp. <laughs> So like when you oh we're just all like, completely different planes on this game okay yeah keep going yeah no I mean, you, just... you you pull in and it's like it like you can do kind of the pull on pull off kind of thing of just switching between targets as you're going uh with the way the aim assist works uh the driving the physics are what's bad about the driving so you hit a yeah you hit <laughs> a bad. fire hydrant and the water shoots up and so do you. <laughs> you're driving i mean it's like you don't wait your car is definitely like the cars don't, in that universe are made yeah, worse floating. than they are here because <laughs> they I, just I go. don't mean i don't mean to i don't mean to to interrupt <laughs> no interrupt go ahead. do you think that that might be purposeful because if there was a game where it was going to be like Hey, you hit this fire yeah. hydrant. Now you go flying up I, in the air. Isn't that funny? I, so, funny so just causes like that. Just causes like that. Where yeah. where it's so yeah. ridiculous that you know you could do stuff that's. That and I played Saints Row Four, and that does seem like something the, that would happen. The only in Saints reason, the only reason I don't feel that way is just because the driving is a lot better feeling. That's the okay. only reason I feel that way is just because okay. it does okay. feel a little bit more precise. Um, the only thing that I that happens that in the open world that. that I don't like as much when it comes to the open world is it's, it suffers from the open world tropes that we get in a lot of video games where it's like, okay, this met, this mission is literally for padding in this area for me to complete this area. I literally have to search a dumpster that is marked on the map. Like it's, there are things that are just so simple to do that it's just it's obviously just there to give you something to do because it's plainly more i don't even have to search for the dumpster it's just on the map i go i hit one button i search the dumpster and find something in it that gives me some money boom i'm done it, it's that activity yeah, the payoff, so there's yeah the payoffs on that in real life yeah yeah i mean it's it's simple and you get something out of it but there's not like you said it's there's not a lot of payoff and it's very obviously there just to make sure that the game is packed with things to do which i put about 10 to 12 hours in to finish the story and then about 21 to 22 hours and i've built a decent amount of ventures done a decent amount of stuff but i'm only 42 percent through with the completion of the game so there's a lot that you can run around and do it's just with those now pivoting from that to the actual ventures that you build this is where you get kind of into the everybody remembers like mayhem or the insurance fraud missions in the previous saints row games where you would like mayhem you'd blow crap up within a time limit so that you and you had to do so much many millions of dollars in damage to to win so what you do in this game is you actually build fake business fronts 
like for shell instance, with mayhem, yeah, sh- you build shell companies of fronts. Uh, like for instance, with uh, with mayhem, you build a army surplus store so that you can run your guns out the back of it, <laughs> and you get passive income from building it. But the more you do the actual ma- when you do the mayhem activities and finish all of them, you get your business earns more passive income that goes into your pocket. So there's several ventures and I haven't done every venture because I haven't earned that much money to build some of the later ventures, but there are some of the ventures that are incredible. And some of them that are just annoying as, as one would imagine my, my two, my probably my favorite one. There is actually a LARP in this game, a LARP. There's a citywide LARP where oh, you dress up. LARP. In, yeah, it's like oh. a citywide. So, for instance, if I switch my gun over to the foam gun and shoot somebody in the street, they will act like they're dying and go down. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there are specific missions where you actually go in and you have to light the beacon of the enemy, the one of the enemy teams, and and defeat all of their people and stuff and it's all so that your team can be the one to win the throne the throne at the end of this larp i guess <laughs> competition and it's just it's hilarious and there it actually ties in with one of the companion stories uh which i haven't mentioned it but the four people that your companions i hate that we didn't get a lot of origin story in this game to know how they became friends because they're hilarious and i love them but at least we get some good companion missions with them. Uh, Eli's is tied into these. So you get a lot of cool narrative in this venture as you go on. But there's this one moment where you're supposed to go in to get a, I think it's pieces to create this machine essentially that'll make you unbeatable in the LARP. And somebody has, has all of these pieces and you, you're trying to figure out how to get into her, this person's fortress to get them. And he's like, oh, I got an invisibility potion. (laughs) And the invisibility potion essentially is if you hold your hands, uh, arms up in a cross like an X, you no one can see you. (laughs) Here's where it gets funny. (laughs) So here's what's funny is when I walk when you walk into the the mission area, immediately there is a guard on the right. The first thing you hear is the AI go, oh, crap. It just the self-awareness of this game (laughs) to do that. It just like that automatically made it so much fun. And then one of the things that you do, you actually do takedowns. You it's like a meter that you that you build to do takedowns, which help you get health back. When you do takedowns against people, like there was one in this LARP specifically, like they're the crazy ones. Obviously, you get to beat the crap out of somebody in the regular game. But in the LARP, like my guy would like slide around the person and like fake a bow and go arrow to the face. Oh <laughs> and then the guy would go, oh, and then just fall down. <laughs> oh, God. It's just it's these, like I said, fantastic mission design. I want. I wanted more of that, but unfortunately you do encounter some low points in those because there's one called the uh, laundry service. And essentially you have a team of people who clean up crime scenes for people that don't want to get caught. The problem with it 
is you have to drive with all of these ventures. You have a main hub for it, but then you have the ventures, the actual missions for it at different sections of the city. So you don't just go to the hub to get your mission. You actually go to different parts of the city, which is part of the padding. So I drove over to one of these only to find out I'm there for a party. I get a phone call while at said party of the cleaners needing my help, meaning I have to hop in a car and drive to another area where the cleaners are. When I get there and talk to them, they've got the body in the car, which I then have to drive somewhere else to get rid of it while avoiding the police. Yeah. So it's just a lot of just driving, which is, I, I, I am. Meanwhile, Kevin has eaten games. all the shrimp. <laughs> I, I don't like driving a lot in video games, mainly because I'm terrible at it. But especially if there's an opportunity to fast travel, I would prefer to fast travel for things. I don't have a lot of time to deal with padding in a video game. Uh, some people have have a lot of fun with it. I don't. But it well, just it, it felt like it reinforced the fact of, man, this mission is just like I probably spent an hour doing each one when they it didn't take an hour to do the mission, if it makes sense. Like yeah. it, it took me 30 minutes just to get started. Yeah. I mean, the padding, the problem with padding, obviously, is when you have so many different ones, it's hard to make them all awesome. Like, yeah, a LARP, like all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're going to get some duds every once in a while. Yeah. So that yeah, one, not even that every was... once in a while, probably more <laughs> often than not. Yeah. And it's that one was hit. really disappointing because it was it was just so. It, it, I was hoping maybe I might actually go to the crime scene and clean it up. Like that to me, the first thing I thought of is that would have been kind of a neat way to figure something out. Like, go pick up the broom, and like you've got a time limit of how long you 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 have before the cops get there, and you have to help them actually clean the crime scene. Like that would have, to me, even if it would be more mini game ish, might have been more fun. Which on the term of time limit, the other fun thing, there was a hidden time limit to me getting to them once they oh. called, and then me getting the thing the body to the place. And when I say hidden, I mean, there's no time limit actually on the screen. The only yeah. thing to notify me about it was the fact that my character was saying, I need to hurry up. That's it. And then I like, one time I just didn't get in a car. yeah, once I didn't get in a car <laughs> fast enough and didn't get to the crime scene in time. And it just said, you failed. I had no I idea why. Completely. Yeah. I, I was yeah. not very, I was not very happy with that. So just it would have been nice to know that that was. I don't like time limit. limits but, in general in video games, but give me a time limit yeah. that I can't see. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Shutting this well, thing down. And the good thing is the Saints Row cheese is still very much there. Like the story is just pure, just ridiculous, silly crap <laughs> for the most part. It, it The game doesn't, I'll, I'll say this, the game is very much straddling generations. It does not look great. Like, it it looks shiny. That's straddling that not, generations? That's, that's I get a that compliment. <laughs> and I get that they are what's, I get that the style isn't Grand Theft Auto. They're not going for Grand Theft Auto levels right. of trying to look right. It's, it's honestly more Fortnite-ish in the way that it tries to look. But it's still like, you look at the cat, <laughs> The cat looks like a Lego, like the way that it's kind of kind of built. Like, I, I hate I don't want to like 
beat up against any of these people who put in hard work, but the cat does not look right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but the Saints Row cheese, time, I was like, ooh. Saints Row cheese is is in the game because I was doing the Jim Rob missions. Those can be annoying because it's essentially go steal a car and drive it back while the cops are chasing you. Because of course I stole a Honda Civic. So the cops are going to try and smash me off the road. Yeah. It makes no, why would you be try to stop me? Yes. But to try and actively like murder me and the person's car that I stole that can't be replaced is a little bit much. Of course, exaggerated, you know, but, yeah, they're infinitely respawning and keep res- right. and keep rubber banding <laughs> behind me no matter how close I get. Yeah, they do. Except when I get to the magical purple dot in front of Jim Robs and they could be right behind me and suddenly they don't care. I've already okay. magic magic purple circle. We're done. Uh, that, that the car disappeared. It's vortex. But so I get to the very last mission and I'm mad because it's at the prison. Where all of the Marshall people hey, are, we, are we talking spoilers are, right now? We're talking, this is not spoilers. This is oh, okay. spoilers. Like all this right. is this is just a side. That side last mission, mission gets to prison. So <laughs> oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. No, the last mission of the the get it stealing a vehicle. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so Part of the padding. To, I'm supposed to steal an APC right under the nose of the of the people, the prison, and all the guards and everything. I go and try to do it several times. I blow up before I even get close to halfway back to Jim Robs, which is like forever. I f- let it go. I'm like, okay, I'll finish this venture eventually. Well, I finished the game and unlock a hover jet to which I equip a magnetic hook. I fly to the prison. <laughs> shoot a bunch of these guys with the this heavy-duty advanced fighter jet, go park my jet, go pull the car out, and I know that the guys are just going to respawn. So I get in the fighter jet, lower my magnetic hook, pick it up, and then fly it over towards Jim Robs. Nobody's chasing me because I'm not actually inside the APC to trigger the mission. I drop it outside of Jim Robs. Here's the here's the silly thing. It gets even funnier. I drop it outside, jump in the APC. Immediately, martial people spawn behind me and are trying to kill me. <laughs> immediately, yep. I drive five feet into the purple circle. They don't care. Yep. <laughs> so, like I said, though, it's it is such a it is a flawed game. But Saints Row, if you like the Saints Row kind of games and you just want something dumb to play, it is a heck of a lot of fun to play. Okay. Like that that is definitely there. And the glitches that if they break your game like they did a couple times for me, those are annoying, but other glitches can be really really funny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to Bethesda, <laughs> how glitchy is it? Todd Howard literally came in and like a, downloaded his soul into this game. <laughs> like it is it is like it is one of the glitchiest thing like my game on mayhem i had it on ultra settings and i played the second mission and cra- hard crashed my game twice because there were too many explosions happening on the screen and i have a great i have a computer that shrugs with most games that hits like it, even the saints row like thing said oh you're only using 6 mega 6 of your 
10 gigabytes off your video card and i've got everything else like high performing here it's not my computer <laughs> my computer is not the problem yeah it's saints sure. row <laughs> <laughs> uh so you said that uh i guess it feels well you said it feels like saints row 2 so I haven't played any of the Saints Row games. It's been one of the series okay. I've been wanting to get into. I have Saints Row Three or Saints Row the Third on Epic because I want to play that one so bad. But when you said that it's like Saints Row Two in terms of how it feels, it all makes sense now because Saints Row Two was released in two thousand eight on the PlayStation <laughs> Three, and hey. you know all that. Uh, the Xbox 360, and one of the things I was saying as I was playing it myself yesterday and this morning was, this feels like it's in the PlayStation 3 era. Like, that's, that's what this feels like. And so now you scare me, because now I don't know if I want to play Saints Row the Third, because you say this is one of the best shooters of Saints Row in Saints Row franchise, and it feels awful! It's... Not good. It is not good. I don't know what your standards are, but this is not four good. Four wasn't great. The, the, aim, the, the shooting mechanics in four. Oh, wasn't the great. aim assist is not good. Now I'm playing it on the Xbox, but still, it's not good. I was good. playing on PC and it was working well for me, no. but that's just me, I guess. No, it doesn't feel good at all. Like the snap <laughs> is. It's like that. It is literally a snap. You can like hover over the and you're swinging over right over. I have to set my um. No, you're well. You're playing on with a controller or on a mouse. I'm playing with a controller. Yeah. So with my elite controller. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Same thing. Series X controller. Um. Yeah. I have to put my camera settings for um. Aiming down sights all the way down to one, basically, because it yeah. is so swingy. Just a little bit of movement, and you're off to the races, and it hardly stops over a character. It, I'm like, I, I over here have to pretend I have mouse aiming capabilities the way I have to shoot these guys. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not terrible at shooters, this, but this makes me feel like I am really bad at shooters. Like, I, I've been recording footage, and I'm, like, ashamed of... <laughs> <laughs> uploading some of this because I'm like, God, I look really bad right now. I can't hit nothing. This is it's... why I read reviews now. I used to buy games just willy nilly. I, I had the money and I was just like, oh, I'll <laughs> buy this one. I've got. I've got now I'm like, I have to study at least two people's reviews of it. I have to watch one gameplay video because these games are expensive. And so, like, I, I don't know. There, there's something about like, if I wanted, if I was gonna try a Saints Row game. And I wanted it to be this new Saints Row game. And I spent $70. And then I got a game that I was disappointed in. I, I don't know. It would stop me from wanting to play anything by that studio. But I yeah. think at this point, like reading, you know, I read Dave's review and, you know, seeing some of the gameplay that I've seen. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I, 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 at some Wait, point I might play this game. Yeah. But right now. This I is think a Black just Friday gonna, game. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna I, wait I hate a minute. To say it that way, but that's what it is. I'm yeah. gonna wait a minute, and even if it, even if it's like twenty dollars less, it's still twenty dollars less. And if you've got you know, money, like, if you've got money to blow, play Saints Row. So this yeah. is. I'll be honest. If, if you're a you big like Saints Row fan, this is probably gonna be fun. Yeah, like I, I see that as somebody yeah. who's a 
who's had fun with them. That's 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 the weird thing I'm feeling about this because I I am having some fun with it, but the jank is real and it makes oh, yeah. like everybody is saying. Well, not everybody, but there are a lot of people saying they're having fun with it. If you like the Saints Row franchise, you're gonna have fun with this. And but this this game feels like a PlayStation three Xbox three sixty game. And so like I in my head, as we are critics of these things and we look at these things and we go, how much does fun cover up the sins of something like what Saints oh, yeah. Row has brought to us? Apparently it covers a lot, which I guess is fine, but if a game looks and feels and plays like a PlayStation 3 game, Xbox 360 game, is it really worth, at least price-wise, if we're, if we're talking just on a value front, forget like scores and all that stuff, just on a value front, like is it really worth you know because it's like we're past that and by the way Saints Row presented as a game that looks and feels like a game that's modern like that if you look at the advertisements and all that stuff like it presents itself as a game that's not going to be like jank and if you look at some of the gameplay it doesn't really you don't get the sense of that jank until it's in your hands because I I've I watched some gameplay from other sites and whatnot, and it was like, oh, yeah, okay. This, this looks like it could be interesting. And then you put it in your hands. It's like, oh, frick, this is janky. The AI responds in weird ways. There's plenty of characters that just kind of trot towards you. Like, <laughs> it's just like, are you not going to do anything more interesting to dodge what I'm doing? And it's, it's so old feeling yep. that it's almost inexcusable, but it's like if I if this were actually Saints Row 2 I'm like yeah I've, yeah it makes sense and I'm having fun and it is what it is because it feels old but this is a modern game that feels this old it's like was this intended I can't tell and I think that's a problem I don't know it's a really <laughs> really weird game but to be fair I'm having fun with it right now yep. but I am constantly reminded of all the jank and how old it feels. The physics are really wonky with the car driving. And if this is the best car driving, okay. I, I, I mean, I'm handling it well, so I can only imagine what Saints Row the Third feels like. So, yeah, I don't know. This is, it is, I am, I am on the opposite end, but I, I admit I am still playing it because I am having fun just doing stuff. And I think what's saving it honestly is the mission design. Like to be yeah. to be completely fair, like the mission design so far has been keeping me going because I'm like, oh, these are some fun missions. They're, they are. They feel old and janky, but they they are what they are. We lost Adam. <clears throat> Don't know if we'll be able to get him back <laughs> for a moment. But, for a moment, he's yeah. he's hard resetting something. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. So on on the note of Saints Row, like it's just we almost actually the tagline for our review almost was American Euro jank. Yeah, because it really is janky. But like you said, there's something for a game being fun. That can somehow cover up. We forget all the things, all the issues, the mess ups and stuff, because, oh, I can take a rocket launcher and go and blow up the equivalent of a Burger King. Yeah. (laughs) Which then we begin the philosophical discussion of how how awesome 
do we need to make these games looking you know like at yeah. the end of the day like do the animations really have to be all that great do the graphics really have to be all that great if we find yeah. saints row fun probably not like if we're finding fun in that but i guess if you're a person who needs their stuff as last of us looking and perfect animations and whatnot then i yeah this probably isn't going to be the game for you because it just looks like if gameplay isn't everything for you this is not the game that people, you should be people playing who in, people who enjoy this game also enjoyed going to watch shia labeouf and megan fox in a michael bay transformers movie I am that person, and so far I am enjoying it. So yeah, <laughs> I like. I hey, if if a game plays well, it plays oh, well, yeah. and it plays well enough. Fun. The yeah. the shooting is uh, very outdated, but I've always played. I've I grew up with this stuff, so I'm like, yep. I know what this feels like. I can have fun with this. So I just I do it, one of those reviewer things. It's just like <laughs> man, like. How high of a score can you give a game that feels as old as a PlayStation 3 game in a modern sense? You know, it's like, ah, that's it's one of those. It's that fun factor, man, because there's so many games that look good and have great systems, but they're not fun. Yeah, exactly. And it's so easy for those to not have as good a scores just because that's I mean, that's why we're playing these, right? Right. (laughs) Usually, except for when I play, you know, uh, competitive Call of Duty. Yeah, well. That's a whole different. That isn't you. That isn't game. always for fun. <laughs> well, I have been, but well, that's that's Saints Row Two, uh, developed by Volition and I believed published by Embracer Group. Um, so they they did, they 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 uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Embracer Group. So thanks, Embracer Group. Actually, you know, bringing the franchise back. It's a totally side point about the whole Embracer Group uh, sucking everything up, it does make me wonder what will be the production value of other games from Embracer Group if this is, Heck, if this is what they put out for Saints Row. It might be appropriate for certain games, not so appropriate for Saints Row, but you know they're getting away with it right now. But it does make me wonder. I want to see what the heck they're going to do with the Lord of the Rings movies because they own those now. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about Rumbleverse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's talk about Rumbleverse. So, free-to-play game. It the way I have thought to describe it is, is if Fortnite characters decided to throw away the guns, stop the building, and decided to wrestle and fight. (laughs) That's awesome. That's Rumbleverse. That. I think that's the best way to describe it because it looks like Rumble Bur- or it looks like Fortnite, feels like Fortnite, plays like Fortnite, but you're wrestling and you're basically fighting the whole time. So this it's a brawler, it's a, a fighting game basically. It's made by Iron Galaxy which they're known for their uh recreation of fighting games, creating different fighting games. And so it's got a lot of various fighting game mechanics um depth stuff, you know, uh, hit stun, block stun, uh, footsies type of mechanics, you know, all, all kinds of different things you would expect out of a fighting game simplified in, in enough of a way where everybody can pick it up and play it quickly. And then as you continue to play it and learn the depth of it, you'll master it. And that's when you really start to get into some interesting things. And I think the fun of it comes from immediately being able to go in and play and 
understand it. It's kind of what Smash was when Smash 64 came out. It was brand new. It was different. But it wasn't as technically demanding as a Street Fighter or as a Mortal Kombat or as a Virtual Fighter at the time when those games were really at, at their highest. At their highest. Um, and so, same thing with this. You can get in and you can battle royale and just see how well you do. And then if you lose, you can hop back in and, you know, do it all over again. The problem comes when you start understanding things a little bit more or as people start getting better and you start experiencing them and the depth a little bit more, it starts to get a, a little uh, wonky is the best <laughs> word I can use right now because fighting games typically have countermeasures for pretty much everything that you, you can do. So, of course... Certain characters are better than others for a variety of reasons. I'm not going to get into all the, <laughs> all that. But in this game where everybody pretty much has the same moves, the differences are the type of special moves that you pick up and the priority of attack that it gives you. So, for example, if I use a special move, that will uh, take priority over a charged up basic attack, for example. So if we both do those attacks at the same time, Special move is going to win out. Another example is if you pick up a weapon like a chair or a wooden plank, the weapon is going to take priority over your special because reasons. So that's kind of how the game is aligned. Different things will take priority over other things. So you have to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to find to put myself in the best position where everything I do has priority? So, on that level, it's a lot of fun. It is interesting. You're breaking crates. You're finding stuff. You're, you're basically opening up magazines and learning new specials on the fly. Um, you're drinking energy drinks that either increase your attack or increase your stamina or your health. Uh, stamina is used with your special attacks or if you want to run. Things like that. So, you have, there's all these little small things that you have to factor in that you know if you get to the end could really mess you up or really give you a big advantage the problem is all of that is undone by blocking or turtling which if you don't turtling is basically just standing back and just not doing anything until you see somebody reacting so in most fighting games turtling always starts off as something that is feels broken, you know, it's like, oh, they could just stay back and just throw Hadoukens all day and I can't get past it or do anything about it and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, no, there's plenty of ways to get around it. You just have to learn how to do it. That is not really the case in Rumbleverse. You, in Rumbleverse, blocking, there's only one counter move to that and usually in fighting games, that is throwing. It's the same thing in Rumbleverse. It's throwing, except... Throwing is the lowest priority move in the game. So if you want to throw, a basic attack will stop it. Or somebody else can initiate a throw and you'll, what they call, clash. And you'll both reset, kind of. And now you got to try to either pick another move or run away or something like that. And so if you just sit back and knock somebody down, for example, you'll just sit there and block. What are you going to do? I'm blocking. Well, okay. 
I'm going to throw. Well, I'm just going to basic attack you. And I'm going to hit you with a certain thing to slam you in a wall and then start this really long combo on you. And all of that started because you tried to attack while somebody was blocking. But the only thing you can do to stop a block is by throwing. Okay, so if somebody decides to block and turtle, what are you going to do? Because the only thing you can do is the lowest priority thing in the game. And so the whole game is broken off of this one thing because everybody's just sitting back and turtling. And so the one person who decides I'm going to attack in a 1v1 situation is likely going to lose. So you have to do all these kind of like weird movements and finding third party situations and whatever and whatnot in order to get yourself into, you know, the final two to, to win the game. And at that point, it's not, uh, it's a very frustrating kind of fight because <laughs> the ring is shrinking. Everybody's turtling. You're trying to find the right moments. It's not there. Maybe you don't have a special attack that has a better priority than another special attack. It's, it is a ton of fun. <laughs> but once you start getting into how the goodness the, the, or how good you need to be in order to win, uh, it's, it's, it's not quite there yet. It needs some balance issues. And, you know, I could hear the people right now. Oh, you can do this and you can do this. No, you can't. Because blocking, it's, it's, it's so broken. So... What I think needs to be changed is they either need to remove blocking entirely, take kind of take a multiverses approach, maybe give some more um, movement utility to all the characters to be able to dodge a little bit more, or blocking reduces your stamina. Because what actually happens is if your stamina is low, for example, and you start blocking and somebody attacks you, you start gaining stamina, which is backwards because... What happens in other fighting games when you're blocking? Lose stamina. Chip damage. You lose a little bit of HP. So why in the world do you gain stamina when you're blocking? It doesn't make any sense. So something needs to change about that so that way more people... You could be going for a Sith Lord approach. The more angry you get from being hit over and over again, the more powerful you get. Okay, maybe. I, and, and, maybe you this know, was to be... purposeful. I imagine it was. I'm sure there is a logic to it, but when you start getting into new, very nuanced mm -hmm. fighting game type of situations, like there has to be some, there has to be counterplay to other things, and yeah. there's not really good counterplay to blocking and turtling. So, would adding throwing would, would would pushing up throwing in the queue fix the the blocking for you? If they moved the the, you said that the reason that throwing doesn't work is, is because it's lowest on the totem pole yeah if they moved it above blocking and moved blocking all the way to the bottom so blocking isn't a priority situation it's what you can do after blocking that is the problem mm -hmm. so say somebody say i'm blocking and somebody approaches me with a throw which is telegraphed by their arms coming out and you see this bright sure. orange thing happen so you know what's happening yeah well your basic attack can stop that which comes out really fast so you see that, and unless they're literally right next to you, mm. you're going you're gonna to be able to either jump out the way, you're going to be able to hit it with an attack, you're, you're going to mm. be able to do something. So it's blocking in and of itself isn't the problem. It's that everything you can do after blocking stops throwing. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, there, uh, it's, it's, there has, there has, 
<laughs> so, for example, if you get knocked down, you have two yeah. options. You can, of course, you could just get right back up and stand right up. Mm-hmm. You can actually attack while getting up, which knocks people away, which is cool. It's like this whirlwind attack. It's actually, it looks, mm-hmm. it looks cool. And then, or you can kind of like dodge, like roll dodge out, which gives you some space away from your opponent. So none of those things stop blocking. So it would be nice if somebody was blocking next to you, if you could get up and throw them. Like that, that would be helpful. Like I'm going to punish you for standing right next to me and blocking waiting for me to attack or do something like i'm gonna throw you because you're blocking other people stand away um to dodge or maybe get up attack um which is fine like that's the kind of decision making and counterplay you want in that but if everybody's counterplay is i'm just going to stand away and wait for you to get up in some form or fashion and then do my dash uh jump attack after because I can, do, I can attack faster than you can move after getting up. Yeah, you're kind of screwed. So, yeah, there's, there's just not enough counterplay for turtling and blocking right now. So, but it, it, it's a fantastic game. It's goofy. It's fun. The attacks are bombastic. The supers are amazing. The, you, you get grabbed and thrown up and spin all up in the air. and It's free. driven. It's free. Uh, the battle pass stuff is pretty good. Um... You'll get, you'll get some Battle Pass coins back. Uh, you will get some fun skins. And again, I mean, it, it is... The way I described it, Adam, uh, is if the Fortnite characters decided to put away all their guns and decided to wrestle. Like, that, that's, that's Rumbleverse. Because it. <laughs> it looks like Fortnite and it plays like Fortnite. It's just everybody's wrestling. So, it is... Love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it is a lot of fun, but... It's hard to win when, uh, you know, sometimes lag kicks in and, and whatnot. And uh, it's, uh, it's not as stable as multiverses. So that's also annoying. So then you got all these counterplay problems plus lag. It gets really obnoxious. I've been frustrated with it lately uh, <laughs> within the past day because I'm like, this is... And I keep doing it to myself because I know all these games. They're like... <laughs> I love competitive games, but then the lag kicks in and I'm like raging and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's not fair. They still Rumbleverse has that problem. Brothers, uh, oh, God. Labs. Lobbies. <sighs> Don't remind me about Smash Brothers. That, <laughs> oh, that's, Smash Online is abysmal. So that is, that is Rumbleverse created by Iron Galaxy. Um, I'm still going to play more of it. Uh, they're they're still working on stuff. They're putting out patches. It's, it's a you know it's a live service game, so they're gonna they're gonna make stuff uh, better. But uh, it's a it's a solid game. It's just if you want to get better at it, just know you're gonna be really really limited in in what you're what you're gonna be able to do, or be really good at blocking. Apparently, yeah, which is not hard. Just hold the block button and wait. <laughs> just wait. Um, so yeah, that's Rumble versus Iron Galaxy. Now, the, there's a very interesting news story that came out. Oh, we gotta, and, yeah, we gotta hit that before we go. Um, I, what, what's our time right now? Um, uh, we are I'm at midnight here, baby. Okay, okay so 
We'll okay. be quick. We'll be quick. Yeah. <laughs> so to cut to the short of it, PlayStation is going to raise the price of the PlayStation 5 by in Europe um, by 30 euro and by, or my, no, 30 pound and 50 euro. That's, that is what they're going to do. That is not happening in the US. It is only happening in Europe as far as I understand. Japan is as it, well. Oh, is Japan, it thank you. Canada and Mexico? It's yes. pretty much everywhere that isn't the U.S. Almost, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, yeah, we've this has never been done before. This is not for any generation of consoles, but of course, Sony likes to break the mold. They did try the six hundred dollar uh, PlayStation Three. That didn't work well for them. So now, of course, the logic is we're going to raise the price on the PlayStation Five. So, uh. It's an absurd idea. They blame inflation. They blame rising costs of uh, materials and things like that. Tech. Manufacturing. Manufacturing. So to them, it's a legitimate cost. But in reality, they have about $21 billion of surplus. They're okay. And I think they're banking on the fact that people will still buy the PlayStation 5 and people will still buy the PlayStation 5, uh, despite the cost increase, and it's flat-out disrespectful. I don't know that it's as disrespectful as Meta with their $100 increase on the Oculus, because that was ridiculous. But now we see why PlayStation refused to comment on that situation, because they probably already were putting the finishing mm -hmm. touches on this announcement. Um, I'm curious as to the reason completely behind the U.S. not seeing the price hike. I know some of it is because they know consumers would freak out. Mm -hmm. I was about to say um, that's probably what it is in my mind is the fact that they know for a fact based on what, you know, our illustrious uh, uh, host over there said earlier, which is they tried this before and yeah. uh, they probably are using that kind of you know that remembering that and saying okay well if we do this in the u.s they're gonna they're not gonna have it if we do it everywhere else you know they don't have any other choice the, the only other thing i heard at least as a and once again i could be completely wrong on this but i know that uh, the u.s dollar has been a bit stronger so they were there was talk about that might be part of the reason why that was whereas the yen is really struggling right now so i mean i've, I've heard Trust me, there have been many different discussions and reasons and things said on Twitter today about all of this. But I think we all can agree that it's just not right. I mean, this is the same piece of tech. And I know we've seen things like, for instance, uh, GPUs. GPUs all went up tremendously. Right. So this is a similar situation but it's just like you said, it's unprecedented because we've not seen it happen. But it is one of those things where you kind of sit there and you're like, okay, this tech has been here and it's not getting newer. You're not giving me benefits to it being more expensive beyond the fact of it's more expensive, Why, especially since you're sitting on you saying that there are profits and whatnot. And understandably, as someone who's in business, just because too many people are, oh, they're profitable, though. Just because you're profitable doesn't mean you're making 
bukus of money because you have to make profit to invest money back in. Right, but the PlayStation division is but, doing just fine. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things of can't you just kind of and admittedly we don't know how long they've been taking a hit either. But at the same point it's like you can't just kind of deal with it for now cuz things hopefully will eventually get better. I know you're having a bank on the fact that they may eventually get better but really feels like you're really gonna be your pr is not your optics are bad off of this especially when none of your competition both your competition have pretty much said we're not raising prices anytime soon now nintendo they could do whatever the crap they want because they don't ever cut the prices of their games anyway and for, Nintendo is never is also never competing with the other people. Yeah. Like Nintendo they're, they're, does they're Nintendo things. Thing. And the thing is, is I wouldn't be surprised if the Switch 2 isn't coming in hot here sometime in the next yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's out in a year. And you can kind of do your price hike there. You'd of course we're not raising the price of the Switch because we've got the Switch 2 coming. <laughs> you you kind of happens that way. But it's just real tough with PlayStation because Xbox, as we every time PlayStation seems to get ahead, they shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. I was and wondering when it was going to happen. They're they're kind of they're back to that. Oh, it's kind of like with the PS3. We man, the PS2 was so great. Now y'all need a second job for your PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it kind of it kind of feels like we're kind of getting to that point again. I'm just waiting for the next PlayStation showcase to be announced because you know they're they've got something waiting to be to get our get everybody's attention off of the prices. Like, okay, but look, Spider-Man that, Two, Wolverine. This is what you God can of War play. Ragnarok footage. <laughs> this is what That's you can what play on your more ask. expensive system. <laughs> so, so I I am gonna be completely honest. I was be. never a Sony person until David right there. Ta- told me all the games on the P. It was at the PS4 on the at the time. He gave I. me the list. It was God of War. It was Spider Man. It was it was Last of Us. Horizon. It was, it was Horizon. Yeah. It was, but this was also four years, three years, four years after the PS4 got came out, and I got one on yeah. Black Friday, and yeah. that was the only reason that I actually got a PS4. Um, we, the games, we sat which, outside. Yes. <laughs> we sat outside of it, and we had a stack of games. By the time we got back to the house, we had a stack of yep. games. And I, I have a PS5 here again, thanks to David. Um, <laughs> I have a PS5, but I'm going to be honest. Yeah, right I'll, now. The, yeah. Right now. Yeah, it's a I small. Have a, a it's stack a small about stack. this this big. Yeah, it's not a big. And stack. if I'm if I'm a new player. If I'm somebody that I get to choose between Xbox, Sony, Nintendo, whatever it is, you have a you everything has become so equal when it comes to how many games are coming out, when it like how many exclusives, how many, how many this, that, or the other. You're gonna get a bunch of games regardless of where you go. PS5 has all of the backlog games coming in. Xbox has all of their everything going on. Game Nintendo has all their yeah. stuff. You know, you, you have all of these options at this point. It's not that you're stuck on a console forever kind of thing. What yeah. stops somebody from just saying, I tried getting a PS5. I'm not going to spend $700 to get one. I'm just going to go and get an Xbox 
and then they just don't get one for a long time. So for this next year, year and a half that they have this price hike, what if just no one buys it? Yep. It's a very if you just have multiple countries that just say, nah, we'll wait until you guys bring it back down. We'll Especially wait. Where like, they're, we str- they're strong in Europe, so that really hurts. <laughs> It's the it's the thing. It's like the if you're sitting there as a consumer and you can say, well, I can just wait two years and not only will the price go down, but the stack will go from here to here. Why not wait? Like get a get an Xbox now, get a PC now. Wait three years, wait two years, wait for that stack to grow. Wait for that PS now to get bigger and bigger because it's going to. And then just buy it later like that that's the thing that i i'm saying at this point is just like ps what you guys said it's they're shooting themselves in the foot because all all consumers have to say is we're not gonna buy it it feels like a very egotistical move it is banking on the idea that people are gonna buy it anyway because nintendo can do that nintendo can do it because no one else is doing it you cannot buy a legend of zelda game on any other console you will never get Mario Kart on the Xbox. Sure, yeah. I mean, but you could say that about The Last of Us. It's not going to be on Xbox. So, you know, you're not going to get that. You can play else. The Last of Us on PC, can't you? Not yet. No. Yeah, not yet. It is not Pro- yet. Yeah, not yet. You're it, never going to play a Zelda game on is PC. Coming. That's fair. Nintendo also doesn't do random price hikes like this. Like yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Their, their stuff is the way they tend to get more money at a higher price once they do their uh, price reductions is variations of new hardware, different mm-hmm. colors of that hardware. Like that, the that's, Animal Crossing, uh, we went very, or the Switch went hey, very that, well. That was hot. I almost got mm-hmm. that. That was, <laughs> that was nice. I kind of want the Splatoon one. Yeah, I kind of wanted that, but. That's that's how Nintendo tends to do that. Yep. Bundles. Nintendo does them. bundles out the yin yang. Like they they do bundles all the time. But they, they're pretty much just the cell phone business. It's hey, we figured yes. out a way to make this cheaper. And but they've make been doing that forever. At the same time. Yeah, exactly. Since Game Boy, the, they they've been doing the this. The DSs have been phenomenal. Yeah. So the thing about so you mentioned the GPUs. And I'll try to make this quick. The the, the GPU point yeah. is. Um, that is their business, right? So that's NVIDIA's and AMD's business. So when you have a business and inflation is happening and things like that, like you, if you truly are thinking, you know, fairly, businesses sometimes have to increase their prices to match inflation and, and you know, deal with all that stuff. Do, does AMD and NVIDIA have to increase it to the... Uh, to the prices that they are, probably not. So that's definitely a profit thing going on there. Do they need to increase it at all? Probably. That, and that's fair to say. PlayStation, the PlayStation 5 console, the digital and the, the physical, the physical takes a loss. The digital does not. Like that, that's, that's what PlayStation was planning. So at this point, they're probably both taking a loss. And so in Sony's mind, this is the old way of doing consoles. We're going to put out a console and that thing is probably going to take a loss and we're going to use the games and accessories to make up for that. But that's not the way Sony has. Yes, but that's not how Sony has done it or wants to do it. The PlayStation 4 is profitable. 
So they wanted to keep that going with the PlayStation 5. Digital is profitable. The physical is not. Now it seems both are not. So they're like, we're going to raise the price. But do you really need to? Because the PlayStation 3 wasn't profitable. The PlayStation 2 wasn't profitable. PlayStation, I don't think, was. Or maybe the PlayStation 2 was. I, think, I actually think the PlayStation 2 was. But the PlayStation was not profitable. So you've been here before. You know your games are going to sell. It's not like the PlayStation 5s aren't flying off the shelves anyway. So you can keep those. You put out the games. You're about to release a new controller. You got the accessories. You got everything you need. Why do you need to increase the price? It does not make any sense when you look historically of how consoles have been sold and how these companies end up making their money despite the consoles being sold at a loss. Microsoft is not increasing the price. They don't need to because that's not their focus. But because PlayStation, that is their focus, they're trying to spin it in such a way to us that it's like, hey, now we, we got to do this, guys, because the heat is rising. The heat's rising so on guys everybody. Theoretical. Go for it. If, if they're so, – so right now they're saying that, in, as you said earlier, it's an ego kind of – ego thing. You guys totally are going like to pay for our console regardless. What if they just said – because like Dave said earlier, they're banking on the fact that this is going to go away. What yes. if they just said we have halted production of the PS5? until the prices have gone down in that time we will still be making games for those that have a ps5 and those games will still be or those games will be ready when we continue production mm. don't you think their pr would, would go off better than it is now though no that that, no. that wouldn't be a good idea because why would it, why would it be a worse idea to just say, hey, we've stopped production for a little bit instead of saying, hey, we're adding $200 to your price. Because, we'll play, because PlayStation you. 5s are still being in production. So and to, they're in to, such high demand, they go away immediately. And yeah. also what stops people from just black market, you know, selling them from the United States out to wherever? I mean, yeah, the, uh, that's a different point. Yes. What's to stop people from doing that? But You'll when you have a console, the extra 30. <laughs> Yeah. Just in that. <laughs> From a business decision, if you are, if you have a product that's in high demand and you suddenly say, hey, guys, look, inflation's crazy. Manufacturing is crazy. We just got to stop production in a while because we as a multi-billion dollar corporation are losing money. Nobody cares. <laughs> and so what they're yep. going to do is, okay, where could I get my fix? Uh, I can't get the PlayStation 5. I can't play these games at a higher fidelity. I would like to play on PlayStation. Third-party games are coming out. Uh, you know, now I got to wait for exclusive games. Eh, there's some coming out on PC. You're, you're allowing people to go in a different direction. And mm. I, from a business perspective, mm. you don't want to do that. It, you know, it's, it's like if you had a, a, a big Twitch channel and, you know, you got, you know, whatever you got going on and you decide, man, like... Yeah, uh, it's it's really electricity is really high for me right now. I gotta stop streaming for about six months. They're gonna go other places, and you're gonna have trouble getting those people back, right? So like that's it's just not that's not a good business decision. It's and an the ego people, thing people don't either care. way, though, because yeah. they could well, say, to... "Well, they're gonna come back." We have Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, not to mention you also run the risk of, okay, I want God of War to sell X amount of copies. If I halt my production, that's less copies of God of War that sells because it's less PS5s. That's true. Yeah, they got to think about the the developers and the publishers. Yeah. You want the install base for it. Yeah, and that would that that certainly wouldn't fly with the publishers. And they already and they already have sales forecasts for how many PlayStations they plan on selling this year. So, and they've not adjusted them. That's the interesting thing; they have not adjusted it at all. I think they should on how much they. And it's because production, honestly, part of the reason it's getting more expensive is because they're ramping up production right now. Sure. Because yeah. parts are getting easier to get. They're not getting less expensive. They're getting easier to get. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. The. Uh... I can only imagine the uh, the heads of Bungie teaming up with PlayStation and then PlayStation going, hey, we're going to stop production at the PlayStation 5. Oh, I would be furious <laughs> if I were yeah. at Bungie. And I said this in a tweet. I hate I hate the price increase. I think it's very anti-consumer and everything. But as someone who is grocery shopping right now, I totally get prices going up for anything <laughs> because well yeah i ain't very happy when i go i ain't happy when so i go and i'm out, buying yeah. the same amount of food and it's another 20 30 dollars on top of my grocery yeah. bill right now Absolutely. so i get it i hate it but i get it like to say that playstation is not definitely taking a loss is to be ignorant they are taking a lot they are taking a loss somewhere they just aren't as profitable as they could be so yeah, Who knows? The dem- I, ain't, I ain't an analyst. <laughs> no, but I mean, in the same way, you know, if chicken prices go up because there's a shortage of chickens, okay. That that, 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 well, yes, okay, but that makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, yep. supply and demand, basic. Yep. The demand is there for the PlayStation. The supply hasn't really slowed down, so. Yep. It'll be oh. really interesting because Europe is one of their highest markets it is the highest market yeah they sell nintendo beats playstation in japan so europe is definitely the highest market yeah so it'll be interesting to see if xbox can kind of get a foothold especially considering i mean it was an absolute masterful move for them to bring out the series s like as much as yes it's not as powerful as the x so it's not as next gen as the x so to Uh, speak or whatnot it's it's it was a little better than an xbox one x but it's only 300 bucks <laughs> and uh, you can not only pump those out easier, you can sell them for cheap. You're going to see a lot more uh, series S advertisements in Europe. <laughs> I can oh, guarantee yeah. it. Europe if it doesn't Japan, happen, Microsoft is missing an opportunity. All right. The, the blood is in the water. Oh yes. Lots of blood. It oh, is. Yeah. Uh, Moses dipping his staff into the Nile at this point. <laughs> I think PlayStation in the end will be fine, but man, their their PR is really going to hurt. Mm-hmm. So they better yeah, get some be good info. They better get some new, good news out there soon. Hopefully, in the yeah. form of some form of showcase. I'm not going to tell them how to fix up their mess. They can figure that out themselves. They put <laughs> oh. themselves in it. They got to get themselves out. All yeah. right, that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, <laughs> good to be back. Good to talk games yeah. again. Um, 
You can follow us on YouTube. All subscribe on YouTube, of course. We, you guys have been doing this for so long. You guys know what to do. <laughs> subscribe, like. You know, if you didn't like it, that's fine. Give us the engagement. We appreciate it. Um, you can also hit us up on the Discord and join us there. That will be found in the description on YouTube and whatever podcast app that you use. You can click that and join us for talk about whatever you've been playing. Tell us how you feel about Rumbleverse. Tell us how you feel about Saints Row. Please tell us how you feel about Saints Row. Please tell us. <laughs> and uh, of course, how are you building your team in Madden? Yeah, and uh, your Raiders. That'll do it for us. <laughs> uh, my name is go Anthony. Back, that is da- that, that right there is David Burdett. And that is Adam Moreno. Appreciate you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Peace out.